Hello, everybody, and Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Solstice, this for all of you out there. Thank you so much for being here with the No More Leadership BS podcast. Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Solstice, this is trademark. Thank you very much, and uh, just want to make sure everyone feels included, right? So today. Uh, I am so happy to be here with this incredible cast and crew of wonderful people. We have Miss Myra Hall, Dr. Sam Jennings, Jeff Geyer, and Jeff Conroy, and I'm Jeff Geoff McLaughlin. Sup. 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 <laughs> we are coming we to you live. we have to include him? Uh, well, he's on there. I mean, I just, I just see his face and his shiny, lovely, bald head, and it's just... I'm more to. of a fun sidekick. It's <laughs> comedic relief. <laughs> Brings us up when we need it. Uh, oh, man. Which is actually, you know what? That's actually kind of what we're talking about today. We're talking about that inclusivity piece and how do we move beyond just inclusion and being present to actually accepting people. And I think that now that we're in the holiday season, it is an, uh, an excellent opportunity to use this time of year to really find out about our teams, to to move beyond just being together, to really how do we accept each other for where we are at in our lives with our myriad of possible differences. Because let's face it, I, I can get along with almost anybody. And at the same time, I'm sure I could probably find something that we also vehemently disagree upon. And Sometimes the holidays are those things. As a matter of fact, I have a, a friend who is so anti-Christmas, she literally puts a post out every year to tell everybody to specifically not wish her a Merry Christmas because wow. she hates it so much. Is she and green so, and does her heart grow? Uh, you know, that's a good question. <laughs> I was say she's very pale. Uh, <laughs> but I, of course, as soon as I see that, being you know, the Grinchy McGrincherson that I am, I always send her a personal Merry Christmas message <laughs> just wow. because I know. And she always sends me back, you SOB. And I'm like, I know it's because I love you. Yep. <laughs> and and she moment. goes, I know. Thank you. <laughs> and so it's, it's just my constant reminder that, yes, we have these differences. We do have a lot of differences. But how can we use this time specifically in in the holiday season that we're in to really move towards accepting others, especially when we have different, uh, maybe we have different beliefs around the holidays. So I'm just kind of curious as to what you've done, uh, assuming, and this is an assumption on my part, that maybe, just maybe, you've worked with people who don't necessarily always celebrate the same holidays as you do. So... I'm going to go with Dr. Sam first because I know in higher education, the beautiful part is that in your in higher education, your, your goal is really to learn lots of new stuff, to challenge yourself. And that's academia is a great place to do that. So is there any are there any specific examples you can think of from your, your time in higher education, Dr. Sam? There's so many. And the one I'm thinking of off the top of my head is um, – that's the one you described in terms of happy holidays. You know, people might get worked up into a lather over, well, it's Merry Christmas, not happy holidays. There's dozens of holidays during this time of year 
just because somebody says something that doesn't attune to your line of thinking doesn't mean they're intentionally offending you. It's just a different perspective on the world. And so in my old world of higher ed, even currently, when people come up with um, ideas or introductions of any kind, it's important to extract out their intent and not just how you want to hear it. So when we talk about uh, our culture, how people see their their responsibilities, they may be coming in with no knowledge. They just have an opinion. They may be coming in with a lot of background that's really feeding their, their point of view. We need to unpack that to understand where is this coming from? What can I learn from it? So when somebody says something that feels an affront, well, that's on us. We're feeling that. And then we have to understand what their intent was. And if their intent was to wish you Merry Christmas, when you said specifically, don't wish me a Merry Christmas, <laughs> maybe there's some intent there that we can go ahead and bank on. But otherwise, it's mostly understanding the purpose of the message versus how we feel about it. Isn't mm-hmm. it called the holiday season? Right? Yeah. Like like like, like Geoff said, it's yeah. you know, there's lots of different holidays going on in the, during the months November and December. Mm-hmm. So I, I I always say happy holidays. And and there you're right, there are those people that get their panties in a bunch when they you know how it's it's Merry Christmas. Well, for you mm-hmm. what yeah. what about what about Hanukkah? What about you know, all the other holidays that are happening here? It doesn't mean anything to them. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Soapbox. Yeah. <laughs> No, and no, see, but that that brings stupid. us stupid, <laughs> dummy. Gosh, idiot, man. <laughs> and see, then all of a sudden you get to like finger pointing, finger wagging, and all yeah. the angry things, right? Well, I think Doctor Sam, you said something really important: is the intention behind something. And as as you know, this goes into leadership. If somebody says something, do we know the intention behind it? No, we have to be curious enough to ask and to find out more. And I think right. as coaches and and consultants and all the things that we do that genuine curiosity about people and businesses and organizations and and planning and leadership that genuine curiosity comes into play with your team as you are moving through this holiday season so if you can be curious about things like i honestly i don't i don't know a lot about you know different holidays from different religions. I know a little bit about Hanukkah because we've got a couple of Jewish friends that celebrate Hanukkah. Um, You know, Kwanzaa, I don't really know. I don't really know about the winter solstice other than it's the winter solstice, which is the opposite of the summer solstice. Um, You know, my brother would have a festivist party where him and his friends would get together and make fun of each other. And I thought, that's not really a... (laughs) <laughs> like that's that sounds just like a Saturday, <laughs> like whatever, <laughs> or no more leadership BS podcast, but it's, <laughs> you know, that curiosity piece. How do you, how do you foster that curiosity with your team? How do you care? I'm going to say, well, I, I think you got to build a, I mean, it starts with building the relationship with people. I mean, you got, you got to get to know your people first and understand them. Um, to build that inclusivity is all about, um, speaking to them clearly and understanding them and understanding their background and asking questions and creating that safe place where people can express themselves to you if they're afraid of you they're not going to tell anything they're not going to tell you anything mm-hmm. that's just yeah. my two cents yeah 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 myra jeff connor just talked it or uh, well actually mr guy you wanted to say something you want to jump in on that one well, well yeah i was i was going to say geoff that as leaders 
and we've we've spent a lot of time talking about it but um our, our job is to create that environment right where people can be themselves and as it relates to what we're talking about here today is that people can't bring belonging with them we, we can only mm. offer them belonging so yeah. when yep. you have people in your organization maybe they're new or maybe they've been there a long time it doesn't matter um, they can't belong unless you've offered belonging to them because they can't bring it with them. So if, if you want your team to to be as effective and as efficient and highly performing as it as it can be, you have to make sure as the leader that every member of your team belongs there. And yeah. you do that by having this mindset kind of that we're talking about that that um, the, these people actually do belong here with all of their, um, experience and differences because it's all of those things um, that we include together to make this a highly functioning team. So to, to me, it, it's uh, from the leadership perspective, it's about offering belonging. And it's not just a holiday thing, though. It's a 12-month-a-year thing. Mm -hmm. And inclusion yes. just isn't religion. Relig inclusion includes generational it includes gender it includes religion it includes their past work experience what do they bring into the table that you don't have that's all inclusion so you when spending the 12 months out of the year getting to know everybody's strengths and weaknesses you as a leader you start putting those puzzle pieces together mm -hmm. and building a really tight unified collaborative team yeah. but it's it's not yeah. just religion it's no. yeah it's everything I've been discriminated against because I happen to be six foot six inches tall. Yeah, but you're yeah, a dumb right. tree. So, but see, and there's there's exhibit A. Your Honor, I rest my case. <laughs> Whatever, Groot. I am Groot. <laughs> but yes, no, that's that's the thing. There's, I love you, man. The, everything. It is literally the everything that makes us into a human being. Our past experiences, how we grew up. Our ability to, you know, synthesize information at different speeds, the deep thinkers versus the people who are like fast and furious and just go, 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 go. And trying to get all of us together so that we do belong. I love that you said belonging. You create a place where people belong. Correct. And that acceptance, it moves beyond. It really does move into acceptance of you belong here and helping people to understand their part in how we work together as a team. Absolutely right, Geoff. And, and don't, don't get me wrong, as the leader, our job is to create that environment and then offer belonging to people. But it's up to those individual folks to accept your offer. And mm -hmm. you can't force somebody to belong to your organization. That's called yeah. servitude, and it doesn't work. Right? It's not so effective. We, we, <laughs> God, you we sound create, like my kids. Yeah, right. We, we create and, and curate the environment we offer belonging to people and then the people can decide whether they want to be part of the team or not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if we could be just silly for a second, Guy, using your example of, uh, you know, being six, six, I can picture a situation where you go to a traditional office job and you say, yeah, I'm happy to work here. I'm glad to be of service. And also my desk is entirely too short. Is there anything we can do about that? And a flippant response could be, well, we just don't make desks in multiple sizes. You have to deal with it. You would never say that to somebody who says my wheelchair height doesn't match or they've got dwarfism. You would, that would be an absolute no-no. But to tell somebody else an acceptable type of uh, 
exclusion is you're too tall. Yeah. Well, that sucks for you. It's, it's a nice problem to have in aha, very funny and off we go. And I bring that because folks come in with their needs, their wants, their expectations. And if leaders aren't hearing what the concern is, never mind whether they can answer it or not, they're going to exclude people left and right. But if somebody says, this doesn't fit, I'm too tall. Okay. I haven't had this problem yet. How do we problem solve it? Please help me think this through. What can we do? And then you've got inclusion, you've got buying, you've got uh, an opportunity to, to make somebody know they belong rather than sort of superficially feel like it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ta- absolutely. Talk correct. to your people, ask yep. them. And listen. And actively listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Weird. I know. It's, it sounds like <laughs> rocket surgery, honestly. It sounds uh, really complex and complicated. Yeah. yeah. Uh, common sense ain't so common. <laughs> well, I'm curious, Miss Myra Hall. Uh, what are your thoughts on this and how do you how do you go about helping to create that environment, that sense of belonging for your teams? I think you're on mute. Yeah, no. Bingo. <laughs> Django. Hi. I have some pretty pretty deep thoughts on this, but I your, think your I'm husband's been looking for myself. that button. <laughs> After that, I'll just keep them to myself, huh? Um, no, um, you know, we're talking about acceptance. And before we can accept somebody else, we have to accept ourselves. And if we don't accept who we are, then we put our, we're, we're in a posturing position of protecting, you know, our, our position, our, um, our, just our, who we are. And it does get difficult when when you got low self esteem or something to bring in somebody that that challenges that, so Terry taught me a long time ago when I was working through some issues with my team that you to have a culture a trusting culture. Not fair, not fair, Conroy. That is not fair. <laughs> he knocked his glasses off his head. Uh-huh. But to have a trusting culture, you got to set up one where everybody assumes the best of the other person because mm-hmm. if, you, if, if when you have a, a low low culture low trust culture then you're assuming the worst of the other person you're without finding out what is really driving them it then you or their behavior or whatever it could have nothing to do with you probably has nothing to do with you but mm-hmm. when you're protecting yourself um and assume that they are attacking you because you haven't accepted who you are, then uh, then you get a downward spiral. So I know that's a little bit deeper than, than what you were talking about, but it's really basic to human nature. And um, it, it setting up a culture where, where we think the best of somebody takes practice. It doesn't come natural. And it is literally the how to everybody, all that you guys were talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And isn't that like, that's part of the four agreements, assuming the best. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Not easy, yep. but it's not, it's, it's, it's not, not difficult, but it's not, it's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. How do you, okay. And this is a, a kind of a little offshoot of that. How, uh, you know, because we're working in, in now multi-generational organizations, is how is technology affecting that attitude? 
do you see, are you seeing that have, is that something you've seen with, you know, the assuming the best in people with technological advances and everybody has access online all the time to everybody. Are we doing a better job of assuming the best about people or are we not doing that? Oh, I, I don't know. Are you my, talking tech- my impression is, is that mm-hmm. it just exacerbates the problem uh, because they're able to not assume and, and retaliate, react, all of those things and not face the consequences of it. Mm-hmm. Mike Tyson used to say, you know, everyone's got a plan until they step into the ring and get hit in the face. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, that, yeah, I, I see. <clears throat> I think that's really changing right now, Geoff. Um, I used to think, you know, people posted on social media pictures and videos and things which represented the best at least in their minds of what they had whether it's what they're eating or the hotel they stayed at or you know what their kids were doing and all that or the other end of that spectrum where people would post you know a challenge they had in their life you know really looking for sympathy and stuff and now i think what we're getting especially with the the advent of ai and and this you know technology that continues to expand is you you can't believe what you see or read um across the socials and to to me that's a a microcosm example as a leader of what we should be doing with our people just because you see it and it looks real doesn't necessarily mean that it is and you need to dig deeper and find out more um and and you have to do that like myra was just talking about people have to you have to be trustworthy and people have to trust you and you have to trust them. And that gets into the whole um, realm of how do you build trust and how do you maintain trust and how do you rebuild trust if it's lost and those kind of things. But um, yeah, don't take anything at first blush. Don't don't assume that we know everything about um, other people and what's going on in their lives. And, and I would even say that I, I shouldn't assume um, my the first thought that I have about a given subject is the correct one just because I have it. Um, I, I need to expand my perspectives as a leader as well. But as a leader, you, as we all see social media and we see some of the stupid stuff that happens on social media, we can't we can't put that umbrella over the different generations working with us either. We may see the 20 year olds and 30 year olds on social media doing really stupid things and having opinions and being quote unquote woke or whatever the crap that is. Um, but we can't assume, we can't take that to the workplace. We can't say, oh, you're just like these other people. You, mm-hmm. you've, you That's where the relationship right. building comes in. And right. you build a relationship and get to know them because I saw this before. When you talk about the different generations, those are umbrella terms. Right. You know, when they talk about millennials, you know, <clears throat> a certain way, I have two millennials as kids and they're not that way. So mm-hmm. yeah, they're just umbrella yeah. terms. So as a leader, got to have the open mind, got to build a relationship, got to have open communication with them. And mm-hmm. that's, yeah. And one more way I've observed communication change is, uh, for example, I use Slack. Again, they're not sponsored. Um, I see Slack as more of a, like a texting kind of a format, less than email, but I'm not there yet. I, I still feel like I need to give some context or some kind of background because what I don't want is there to be misunderstanding based on a lack of information. Yes. Like that's not quite what Slack is. It's the same point, 
If I send a full sentence response to a person in their late teens or late 20s, like by a text message with punctuation and capitalization, they might think I'm angry. Yeah. Whereas I'm just, that's how you write. But if they put a period into their sentence, it means I'm upset. Like, mm-hmm. oh, did not fully appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. Now I know, right? But it's just learning and adjusting as you go and realizing that the rules we play by are changing for all of us. And yeah. just like yeah. the word um, literally now, mm-hmm. by definition, means yes, absolutely, truly, and also completely facetiously. So it literally yeah. means nothing at this point, but it, <laughs> yeah. so we've accepted it. Yeah, it's it's a oh, new it's a new nomenclature that people need to learn. Yep, yeah, and that's constantly changing, constantly Correct. changing. Correct. And always so, has been, uh, always has been. So, for those of you listening out there, wherever you are, whether you're on the treadmill on your way driving to go have festivities with your family or the people that you love and care about, we thank you so very much for listening to this episode of the No More Leadership BS podcast, and we encourage you to reach out on any of the socials that we have and ask us questions or give us comments and feedback. We really do appreciate it. We thank you all for the shout outs and for the love that you've given us over the last few years. And from all of us here at the No More Leadership BS podcast, we wish you a Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Solstavis. <laughs> Amen. We got them all. So, so good. <laughs> so wow. thank you so very much. And we will see you next week. Have a great, great day. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.